War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to this channel, guys. This is episode 131 of some, Channel Massive. Some fools said we'd never make it beyond episode 6, but we proved them wrong <laughs> yeah. by 125 episodes. It's kind of insane. Yeah. I remember when you were getting to episode 30 and we thought that was kind of a milestone. My good lord, 30 of them. Think of it. Yeah. I think uh, Tara asked me the other week, she said, are you going to do anything big for your episode 130? I'm like, no. Nope. <laughs> Just gonna record an episode. We know what happens when we do big things for episodes. We've been there, done that. Ungrateful listeners. You guys suck. <laughs> Don't try and be funny. Just tell us the news like robots. You're not clever. <laughs> You're definitely not funny. Yeah. That was a bad idea. Oh well. <laughs> Should we say what day it is? It is Thursday. Uh, the month is, or the year, uh, 2010 of our Lord, uh, (laughs) month is May and the day is the 13th, Thursday the 13th. So there's officially a date stamp on this one. Almost a scary day, but not quite. No, not too bad. Yeah. You're Mark. I'm Noah. Uh, And I am. And it's just us. It's just us because we don't need anyone else. (laughs) We don't need that meddling gym or... That long-winded drunkard Jason. We don't need Terror, Eric, or Scott. <laughs> who I won't deride in any way, ironically. <laughs> no, just the two of us. We're down in the bunker. <laughs> we are in the bunker. <laughs> We're in the bunker. We're in the hatch. Yes. <laughs> We're in the hatch. We pressing, just need some mamas and papas music. To entering our code people. and pressing our, our button every 108 minutes. Freaking Think Geek has a Dharma clock, alarm clock. Oh, that's that awesome. Oh, I want that. I want it's to get that. so cool. And if you don't set, if you don't hit the button when the alarm, actually, to deactivate the alarm, there's actually a keyboard on <laughs> the clock and you have to type in the numbers. There's this little green numbers oh, display. Gosh. And if you don't do it correctly before the time uh, runs out, then the clock oh my god freaks that's, out and sounds that's too cool <clears throat> that's a lost reference for any of those of you not immersed in our pop culture references yeah there's only well currently uh at the time of recording there's only two episodes left there's the next episode and then there's the two and a half hour finale and that's it i have good news for jason they're canceling legend of the squeaker i mean legend of the seeker they are they're canceling it there will be no uh, no season three so there's two more episodes um, wow. And that's the end. I wonder if it's even, it was filmed with the idea of whatever they filmed, is it suitable for a finale? I don't know. It sounds like it's a grand finale, like two double episode, super fin- season finale ender. 
Well, as much as they bastardized the original story. Yeah. It's like, who cares? They'll probably make up some crazy thing that never, that also never happened. (laughs) Like they've, they've got all the people who are father and son and daughter and mother and daughter and everything out of order. So they'll probably have some evil hillbilly cousins that come down or something. (laughs) I don't know. Weird. Anyway, welcome to episode 131. (laughs) If you've survived that introduction, you're ready for more wondrous pleasures. (laughs) We've prepared an extra special episode for you. Forbidden I'm slurring delights. my words and I haven't had anything to drink. <laughs> it's great. It's just a vault. It should be the opposite. I should be all caffeinated and instead I'm like... Yeah. I... Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do our best, the best we can with yeah. what we have. <laughs> our meager resources yeah. and our meager abilities. All five of my brain cells will be aligned on this one. <laughs> One task. We will tell you what we're playing. We've got a comment that we've snatched from the website that will be in our mailbag. It's not really an email. A surrogate mail. (laughs) Email. And then we have some pretty cool roundtable discussion topics. Yes. Even though our table is square. Yes. And we're not going to tell you what those are. No. But we will say they're related to MMOs. Yes. And that's all. (laughs) That's all you really need to know. No more chit-chat. Shall we begin? Da, da. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Sup? Hoser. Okay. <laughs> Even when you're really tired, you're really funny. So oh, thank, thank it makes you. it amusing. Yeah, it's my tribute to the fact that the hockey playoffs are still going. Hey, you hosers. Hey. <laughs> Last week we recorded remotely, and it's not quite the same. It's not. There's you're not quite as funny remotely. <laughs> you're not. You're not quite as quite as sardonic. <laughs> so you know that's true. Yeah, we're more. We go into more into turn. T- Turn-taking mode. Yeah. Like, okay, okay. Your turn to talk. You may speak now. Although my co-hosts on Dojo Show Go were kind of annoying me. They were <clears> annoying <throat> you? This week, yeah. Cutting me off, not letting me finish my does sentences. That mean, <laughs> does that mean something will happen to their hotel reservations at E3? <laughs> <laughs> That's you, a good idea. You, my lucky friend, will be with Eric. <laughs> 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 he likes to get drunk and hug strangers in the middle of the night. Have fun. And he uh, sleeps in the nude. <laughs> he sleeps in the nude and He's hugs in the nude. <laughs> naked the entire time. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> I think he wants to get in the pool, too. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Maybe the hot tub. Hot tubbing. <laughs> so, I have been playing... <clears throat> That is that this section. It's that time. It is. And uh, my throat's mailbag. totally coated with vaults, so I can't speak clearly. Apologies. Mm. <laughs> ah, yeah, vault. <laughs> Very orangey. It is. <laughs> what have I been playing? I played two games of League of Legends, and, oh, I, I helped my mom learn how to play Rubik's Puzzle Galaxy Rush, which was a gift I gave her for Mother's Day. Oh, that's cool. And that, and I'm glad I did, because I thought it was a relatively 
simple game, but she was kind of stymied by it, and so I helped her get through the first few episodes, and then she felt more confident about it, which is good because it's a great game. It's it's cheap too. I would definitely recommend it if you have a Wii, and you download WiiWare titles. Very much worth the money, and pretty for a Wii title. Well, that sounds pretty cool. I might have to check that out. Did you ever play Choo Choo Rocket on Dreamcast? It's a game where basically you. I have played it with you. Oh, so you know how you put tiles yeah. on the ground and that makes things follow in that direction. So that's how Rubik's Puzzle Galaxy Oh, that's works. cool. Little single Rubik's box, like a single yellow block or single green block, roll out of an opening. And then you have to put arrow tiles down so that they go to the right place. There's also speed up tiles, which makes them go really fast. There's slow down tiles. And then there's conveyor belts. And oh. there's warp points. And that'll, they'll only give you a specific set of tiles to solve a given that level. That sounds pretty cool. It's really fun and it's you don't you know you're not timed, you're not penalized if you mess up and you can start it without putting any tiles down just to see where things are going to go. Oh wow. But you it's it's fun to go through the trial and error and then once you get it done especially when there's a level that has four or five cube spawn points, it just all flows together like this machine and it's like you're watching this intricate clock work together. Oh just wow. That's cool. It's really neat. Yeah. In League of Legends Land, I finally tried Rise in a practice game because I knew I was going to be good. And I tell you what, sometimes even in the practice games, people take things a little too seriously. (laughs) There was someone playing on my team as Master Yi, and I was feeling bad because they threw me in the middle. Like I went up to go in the top and like, Rise needs to go in the middle lane because Rise is one of those characters that is obligated to to be in the middle. I'm like, crap, they don't know I haven't played as Rise. <laughs> and so it's a it's practice kinda, game. That's great. Yeah. And I was playing against Annie, the little fireball-throwing oh. chick. And her range is a little bit better than mine, and she whittled me down. I was kind of sucking. But fortunately, the guy playing Master Yi was apparently much worse than me, which all of my teammates made had no problem telling him, like, gosh, you really suck. You're really awful. Oh, my God, you died again? <laughs> well, I mean, they were just brutal with you're him. They're like, thank God. Thank God for and you. And he wasn't responding, and he's like... It's the first time I played this, but the, he's the easiest character to play as. No, and just like even him saying, making it saying like, "Look, it's a it's a practice game." Yeah, but he's the easiest character. They just would not let it go. Oh, that sucks. It was very bad. But I, I did that, and I played as Garen in one round, and I lost in both games. So. Which 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 was the second one you played as? Garen. Oh, Garen, <laughs> my favorite character. I, I don't. I heard Garriott. I was like, Richard Garriott now has... Did he buy himself he has a his character? his own hero. <laughs> he Maybe like, I'll just call him his, that from his, now on. His ultimate attack is he flies off into space, <laughs> spreading his DNA throughout the galaxy. That just gives me the creeps. That gave me the shivers. <laughs> I, I didn't say how he that. spread his DNA. <laughs> I suppose you could assume the worst. I, I have to assume the worst. <laughs> Because oh. there's somebody who's got a big ego and they're spreading their DNA, there's only way that's one way it's gonna happen. There's only one way to do it right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably true. Probably true. So that's all I played. I, I watched my dad play some Modern Warfare too because that's all he does now. Is he's that right? That. He's really into that, huh? And my mom plays Farmville, which is really disturbing to me, and so I happened to see that going on and I turned away. Farmville. Ugh. Yeah, that would I would have to go like And now Ugh. she's into Petville, which I suppose is slightly better of it. Really just <laughs> something else. It's a totally different game, but Ugh. still Facebook Yeah, game. Facebook games suck. What have you been playing? So I am... Um, 
I, actually, when you started talking about the negativity in League of Legends, it brought to mind a story. So I'll dive into that. I, I didn't play hardly any, but I did play like a, probably a couple games since last we spoke. Yeah. And one game, we were playing, um, and we were, we were, how did it go? Right at the very beginning when you're picking your characters, this guy chose Karthus and then said mid. And I was like, really? I've never seen that character do well at mid, but I kept my mouth shut. I was like, yeah, okay. he's always partnered with somebody. He has to be. Yeah. And then somebody else came in and it was like, we had like Ash and Tristana and we had all these perfect characters, for perfect mid. characters <laughs> for mid, like Siv- Siver with Karthus. And then we had Yi, and, um, or we had Garen and, uh, you know, they're like, play mid or everybody was like let Trist play mid or you know let somebody and he's like no I got it and we're like okay are these all is this your level 30 account yeah it was my level 30 so I've never really seen anyone play him mid and do well and so he he takes mid and I'm at, I'm bottom with um, Garen and we or I'm top with Garen and we instantly we got like two insta kills right off the bat we like owned our opposition so we Sweet. were we're feeling pretty good and I'll be damned if the opponent for Karthus in the middle was Karthus from the other no team. Shit. We had to, I just laughed and so Well at least they're evenly matched. <laughs> yeah, and so they were just duking it out and um my Garen my partner left me alone, so I essentially got to solo top and he started going around and ganking, which was kinda cool. That's totally fun to do as Garen. Yeah. I so he it. was he was like the kind of the ganker. And Karthus and Karthus were just, like, battling back and forth with neither one really winning until they got their ultimates, and then they started doing that thing where they do all the damage, you know, and killing people because they're low on health or whatever. And uh, and so finally, they, the other team started to go after him, and they just kept killing him. I mean, it was just like, over and over, he would die. And so finally... Your Karthus. Our Karthus kept okay. dying. And finally, I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to shadow him because he's... If they keep He's coming after them. him, and I've been winning up top, I'm essentially the carry. So I'm going to go shadow him, and then when they go after him, I'll jump out and kill him. So I, so he's taken bottom, and I go to follow him, and and um, he's like, "What the fuck are you doing, following me, Trist? I I don't need you to to own this lane." And I go, "Dude, you keep dying. I just figured if I followed you, maybe I could kill some enemy opponents because there's nobody in my view." And everybody on, the, on, on my team started laughing at him at that point. They were like, yeah, let him follow you. Maybe he'll protect you or something. Let just protect you. <laughs> and uh, he got all mad. And I saw so I was like, all right, fine. And not to, I'm really dragging this out. But basically... No, it's, I, I need to hear all the details. We had a moment of... We did have a... Even though we, we came to... We got to the point where we were just cussing each other out, like the entire game, right? But really? we were slowly starting to win. It was an epic battle. And finally, what happened at the very end was kind of beautiful because the other team all came up the middle, and um, I had just gotten the rune that lets me slow people down, and I was circling back around to follow them up middle, and everybody was defending the base on our team because both our middles were pretty much shot. Pinch your attack. Yeah, and so I'm coming up the back. All my team's braced in the front near the tower defending it to make sure they don't get our inhibitor. And all of a sudden, all five of them suddenly are like half life because Karthus did his ultimate before. Our, Karthus did his ultimate before they um, were hurt instead of after, and it was just perfect timing for me. So I just came in and one by Sniped one picked them. them all out. <laughs> and so then the, the other team's like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> and and Karthus was like, "Well, I did my ultimate, and then Bane came in and, and stole all my kills. <laughs> or Trist came in and stole all my kills." 
but it was great. That was the end of them. We just marched up the middle after that and destroyed them. But I mean, it was it was a massive battle. We were we each team tried to go for their 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 Baron, you know, guy to end the game, and we each each team ganked the other team when they tried to do it. Wow. It was just a massive. It took like. 48 minutes or something like that. It was pretty cool. So. That sounds so fun. So that was a fun game. Um, we should wrap this podcast up so we can play. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that concludes tonight. Yeah, that's the end of that um, In other news, I, I wanted to get back into an MMO, so I bought the the uh, expansion for Age of Conan, and I, I, did the, I pre-ordered it and everything, and I bought a new video card so I could enjoy it you know, to its fullest. Because I bought a new system, but I kept my old video card, and it was really showing its age, so I did that. Mm-hmm. And I've been playing that, and I'm leveling up some characters on set, and we've got a little play play group for Channel Massive that's going to start playing Monday nights. It looks like so. That's right, Eric I'm has been up for that. Eric might as well work for Funcom PR with as much as he's been. Yeah, t- emailing us about Rise of the God Slayer, and he tends to get people excited about stuff. Yeah, it's great. He's a hyper. So I'm I'm I've been playing a little bit, and I'm I'm enjoying the game. That's good. Um, yeah. I haven't gotten my copy yet, or else I'd be there with you. But yeah, you so you ordered a physical copy. Yes, Did you, it is it like a collector's edition or normal? Or no, just the regular retail. Just edition. wanted to have the. I just I wanted to have the updated game that had all the two gigs worth of patches on it, so I didn't have to download it. Oh, in case I uninstall and reinstall and stuff. Like I that. did that. I did the two gig patch thing. Yeah, it took a while. <clears throat> Yeah, and you have a, a really nice speedy connection. For me, I have to start it up in the middle of the night. And oh, go to bed, come back. Is it still doing it? Turn oh, okay. some kind of crank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. I, I have a feeling that once I play it again, I'll be like, woo! But it's like, it, it's, it felt like my journey came to an end once I reached Tarantia. Well, that's the cool thing. Once you finished it, once you hit level 20, right? Yeah. Because the, the new expansion is 20 through 40. Yeah, so that's and it's perfect. gonna be you know good content, and you'll get your mount at some point, and yeah. and your pet, you know, and I don't know. But when we talk about that, you know what that takes me back to? It takes me back to Warhammer, and it's like we're already this level. We're actually gonna max level in a game. Oh, that was horrible. Do you remember that? Yeah, we such so gullible. Yeah, we didn't realize we didn't have the stamina to withstand the crappiness of the patches. Yeah, yeah, the gimping, the constant gimping. And you know, we have a story that we're going to talk about. It's really interesting how high Age of Conan is up in terms of what people are playing. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> of those who aren't playing WoW anymore, that's the whole caveat yeah. behind that ranking. In comparison to other things that they could play. Yeah. But we'll get into that later. Was there anything else that you played? Um, no, that's oh. it. I did have one other experience, and I talked about this over on Dojo Show Go, but I'm not sure how much overlap there is between our listeners, so I figure I'll just talk about it here, too, because it's funny, and it'll be interesting to hear your your re- reaction. So there's this friend of mine who I've always considered, like, a gamer, and we haven't hung out in a few years, and we randomly reconnected, and he's like, hey, you want to play video games? And I'm like, yes, because my best friend that I used to play with every Wednesday night, his, his life's schedule changed and so we haven't played in a long 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 time so i've been really hankering to have a in-person gamer Mm -hmm. buddy because i mean i love playing league of legends stuff online and getting on skype with you guys but it's also really cool to play console games with somebody in the same room and so he finally came over and i'm like wow cool i could have a new in-person video game buddy and i've gamed with him a couple times but he really likes rpgs and so that's all that we played but the thing is I, I didn't want to drag out an RPG because I didn't know if we were going to consistently hang out. And I'm like, I don't want to get into some 40-hour game 
and then feel like I can't keep playing it because you're not there and we're not meeting regularly because that's what's happened with some oh, of yeah. the games that I started with my other friend. And plus, when he he likes grinding, and I don't know what's more boring than watching someone grind in an RPG, and you can't even <laughs> there's oh, no yeah. story going on. Yeah, it's early level. It's just like. I might as well not be here. Right. So he's like, hey, blah, 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 don't you have such and such RPG? And he's bringing up 360 RPGs that I had, but I, they weren't accessible in the pile of games. I, because I put a pile of like 40 like, games in front of him. Oh, them, no, I don't And have that. They, they weren't in there. <laughs> he's like, didn't you have like a game with like a camera? And stuff? I'm like, yeah, Eternal Sonata. And I still have it. I just didn't want to play it with him. Yeah. Like, Pick something from here. He's like, I want a game with the story. And I'm, and I'm so many of the games I buy now are more action based because I don't have as much time for RPGs. Yeah. And I'm like, well, he's like, is Bioshock good? I'm like, well, it's kind of scary. And he doesn't like scary or gory games. I'm like, well, we can't play that. We can't play Resident Evil. And I was going through all these games that do have some cool story sequences, but they're too gory for him. And finally, he picked Prince of Persia, the 360 new version of it that was very Cirque du Soleil. And I'm like, cool, I can watch that. And so I'm like, here, you can play. And he sucked so bad. <laughs> oh, no. And it just was so funny because Prince of Persia, the one that came out in 2008, I wish it had a subtitle so you knew exactly which one I was talking about. Right. Um, it was derided by so many hardcore gamers because it's too easy because <laughs> you couldn't physically die. You didn't have a, a life oh. bar and you didn't have um, a number of lives. Every time you did something that was would cause you to die, the princess that's with you, she's your companion through the whole game, she would save you. Oh, and no. she'd bring you back like five feet. Sure. And it, it the game's still hard. It's it's very rhythmic. It's not a button masher. You have to have really quick reflexes, and you have to know the the rhythm of the game. It's kind of music game like from that perspective, and it's really beautiful. And it's not hard to pick up, except for this guy. And he's in the very opening tutorial area where he's supposed to follow the princess through this canyon area. And they Ubisoft designed the game. There's no HUD. But there's very obvious visual cues, like you run along the wall here, because oh, yeah. the wall's scraped here. And it's, text is popping up saying, jump. <laughs> you know, just like, And there's these little simple pits where you're supposed to wall run from one cliff side to the other. Oh, yeah. And he would just fall into the little pit. And then he would, I think I spent like 15 minutes watching him just walking in circles. And like jumping up, <laughs> trying to jump up on the other cliff that he's supposed to, but it's it's deliberately designed so you can't climb up it because you're supposed to wall run because you're supposed oh to learn God. how to play the game. And I'm sitting here, like trying to not be like, you do this, push this button, because that's really obnoxious. Yeah. And I'm like, surely he's going to figure it out at some point. No, just in circles and in circles and in circles. And oh I'm like, God, is it am I not doing the right thing? I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> like you're supposed to push this button do this and then he would fail and he just run around inside that little pit in circles over and over and then when it came to combat he wouldn't follow the directions he just <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> and this went on for like an hour and he never said hey you wanna do you wanna play or something like that because I'm like do you want me to do it he's like no and he just stares off into space and just kind of playing the game in zombie mode and wow. not progressing anywhere sounds like the the first and last uh, play session there. Yeah, it was miserable. And the funny thing is, is that game's supposed to be so intuitive, so contextual, so <laughs> Even easy. Even an idiot can do it. And I, I, we were talking about in Dojo Show Go that, like, oh, they, they were saying, my co-host were saying, you should, you would never be able to handle managing a QA group because you'd go insane <laughs> watching people do this. And I'm like, no, I wasn't 
like pulling my hair out or anything, but I know that if I were Ubisoft and I'd hired this guy to play test my game, I'd be like, we totally screwed up. Yeah. This game is far too complicated and it's supposed to be utterly elegant yeah. and simple. <laughs> this is too much for a human. But yeah. Oh man, that's hard. That's... And so I, I was actually trying to fall asleep. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I lay down on the couch, I put the pillow behind my head, and I'm like, I'm like, going to sleep. Maybe if I don't hold my, if I hold my breath, I could lapse into unconsciousness, and I'll take that as a subtle cue to to leave <laughs> quietly, so letting the door close. That's kind of a bad host. Must. Sleep. It's very passive aggressive of me. I really no, that's, have done that. that's hilarious. Yeah, I don't blame you. But I was really feeling tired. Then let me play. I applied, loaded my game, and I'm like, this is how the game is. This is how beautiful and wonderful it is. He's like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's painful. Yeah. Well, listeners, if you survived that story, the retelling, (laughs) Noah will be releasing the name of this person to never play games with soon. (laughs) A press release. The press release. (laughs) We'll have a, a dossier and pictures so you can avoid him at all costs we will call <laughs> unless him unless you need someone to grind through an rpg for you he's perfect for that yeah oh yeah that might well, grind if I, levels if you all play long. any of the asian mmos you could press him into service <laughs> we'll come up with a pricing schedule um yeah. uh shall we move on to our mailbag yes For a mailbag, we don't have any formal submissions, but that's okay because we got a lot of really good ones last week. But by all means, if you want to send us email about this episode, you so can it try. Can be at one thirty-two, <laughs> send it to mail at channelmassive.com. M-A-I-L. Thank you. But in the meantime, we got a really great comment from. Coop. Copper Topper. Copper Topper. Cooper Topper. <laughs> Cooper Topper. <laughs> Did I mistype his name? <laughs> I don't know. Is it Copper Topper? Uh, yeah, it is Copper Topper. <laughs> I like Cooper Tooper. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry there, Copper Topper. I mistyped your name in our show notes. <laughs> but he had a good comment to our uh, to episode 129, which is two episodes ago, talking about what's it going to take for iPhone to really be a tipping point in terms of gaming. And he said, I don't ever believe there will be a Halo-type killer app for the iPhone. Because every platform on Earth can do any game better than the iPhone does it. Games are just an appetizer compared to the great utility the iPhone offers. But I do love Space Miner, and it's the first game I've ever played over a 360 or PC game until I completed it. Come to think of it, does any portable game system have a system-selling killer app? I think they all share the same basic issue. Great for the train or plane ride, but are basically just a fallback gaming when either a PC or console are practical. Objection! Yeah, I think the DS has some good ones. It has a lot of killer apps. Yeah. Whether you want to... I mean, granted, not uh, not all... The, okay, the killer apps I first thought of were Brain Training, which was huge. It was a system seller, so it was Nintendo Dog, Nintendogs. But then before that, Pokemon is a really complex game. I mean, you you could deride it as a, a children's game, but it's incredibly complex and it's very long. So there's that. There's a lot of really great RPGs, which you wouldn't expect on the handheld system, that are dozens of hours long. Yeah. 
and not just Final Fantasy ones either. There's also strategy Thank ones. Thank God. And there's paper Mar- or Mario RPG games there. There's some really meaty Castlevania games that are on there. And I'm really in the Professor Layton games, the Phoenix Wright games, the oh, adventure yeah. games. They take a lot of time. They take a definitely some thought. And there's a, I, I can't believe how large my DS game library is. I bet, yeah. All because right. there's just been so many great games on there. There's yeah. definitely plenty of killer apps. Even Space Invaders Extreme on the DS is totally sublime. Yeah, and there's a lot of cool. other great... Puzzle games. Puzzle Quest is killer on DS. Oh, yeah. So, I think when you have a game that's selling for thirty bucks versus three, to compare DS to iPhone, that's true. You're gonna get a you you're 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 not always gonna get a meteor experience, but you definitely there's a lot of stuff that's worth your money. Yeah, I don't tend to like the iPhone games, although I'll have to try Space Miner. We'll see what that's all about. I haven't I haven't ever. It may be no it. Drop Seven. Drop Seven had me for a while, but. I haven't played that much either. I was playing um, Vector TD on my iPhone for a while, but I had already finished that game, you know, all the different levels for it when it was just the Flash game. So it's like a Flash game that got ported. I remember you, it got ported to the iPhone? To iPhone, yep. Wow. Is the screen big enough to play a tower defense game? No, you have to scroll around, <laughs> which oh, is kind of, I don't like that part. So, But they have Plants vs. Zombies now, too. I haven't tried that on the mm-hmm. iPhone. Because I already bought it for Steam. So. Yeah, you should just play it on the computer. It's way better, I'm sure. Well, interesting topic there, Copper Topper. Uh, I guess we, we all have different opinions. Yeah. Differing opinions. I'm definitely not going to be getting an iPhone or an iPad for a game. A Tampod. A <laughs> Tampod. Yeah, not that either. A uh, Droid. You're going to get a Droid. Droid has apps, I would get too. a Droid. Yeah. I would consider that. Yeah, my current phone, it's just a POS. I, oh, I had to replace it because uh, I damaged the screen, and I got a refurbished one because that's how Verizon's oh, warranty that works. Sucks. And so you hold it up to your ear when you're accessing voicemail, and then it's like press seven to delete it, or press a type in your phone uh, your password, and the screen's black when you're holding it up. Oh. So then I go to put the hold the phone down horizontal so I could type in, and the screen doesn't pop up. Oh. I can't see the numbers. There's no buttons. It stays black, so there's no way for me to type oh, in. Oh, that's crap. The numbers. So, and then plus the, I have a little micro SD card in here with pictures, and half the time it loads them, and half the time it doesn't know, doesn't recognize Sounds them. Sounds like it so. stays or numbered. Envy touch, thumbs down. <clears throat> that listeners was the sound of me doing the thumbs down. That's right. Uh, <laughs> another tangent. Another day. Another day. Another dollar. Time to get into our roundtable discussions. Yeah, let's do that. After a brief musical segue. I was just thinking when we were ending the last segment that it's kind of weird to call this a round table when there's only two of us. Yeah. It's more of a diametrically opposed table. We could represent multiple points of view. I'm, I'll be playing the role of a, a British orphan named Samuel. And I will be playing Russian as always. As always. <laughs> I am Ivan of the hairy chest. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, 
Um, <laughs> Games Workshop. Uh, looks like they're suing a fan site. They're suing WarhammerAlliance.com. Now, why would they do that? I mean, for IP trademark infringement. Because of the domain name? Yeah, which is total BS, because this fan site's been around since, like, 2005, and actually Games Workshop reached out to them back in 2004, 2005, and said, hey, people might mistake your website, your little fan site, and your forums as an official Warhammer site. You need to do something about that. You need to change the URL. And so they went back and forth. They said, okay, just put a disclaimer in the bottom of your foot, in the footer of your website that says, this is not officially associated with it, da, 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 da. And, and even a link to a more detailed uh, disclaimer saying, this is just for fans, blah, blah, blah. It's purely voluntary. And they agreed on it. And even better, they actually interviewed um, the PR dude. Oh, Paul. Uh... I think, well, shoot, who is it? Is it? I don't think it was Mark. Mark. Uh, it wasn't the main. Wasn't it a Paul? Was guy? there an Eric there? God, we're so prepared for this. <laughs> we story. are. Let's use Google. Oh, okay. They had a, a phone conversation with Sonia Weathers of Mythic. In, or wait, hold on. Where is it? I read this earlier, and then I totally <laughs> forgot. <laughs> yeah, they had an interview with Eric Morganson, who is the who's from Mythic, and they actually posted on the website. This is after they had their agreement. So they had all these relationships. They had agreements and everything else implying that it's totally fine. And now all of a sudden out of nowhere, Games Workshop's like, we never heard of this website before. You need to turn this off. We're, 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 they're actually suing them, I believe. Yeah, they're suing them. Yeah. It's like, I've seen this before a lot with like mods in games, like where, where somebody will, like, make a mod that's specific to an IP, like the Wheel of Time mod for Quake or something, where, you know, some mod team will put invest all this time in coming up with their own art assets and rules and mechanics and classes and, you know, make make a mod that's not a commercial thing. It's not, spons- it's not somehow paying royalties back to the people that own the IP. But for this, a fan site that's been actively promoting this piece-of-shit game since... 2004 to like do this seriously and it's now owned it's managed by curse right and is that a part of the problem that they so don't... curse is the one that's been sued and the lawsuit claims trademark infringement cyber squatting on the domain name dilution and unfair competition who the hell's competing with warhammer yeah nobody <laughs> nobody's <laughs> arguably no one needs to the only thing i could come up with that they'd all of a sudden get to be in their bonnet about this is maybe they wanted to make an upcoming expansion or something called Alliance. Oh, like yeah, that. or something. But to do a lawsuit, not even just a simple cease and desist, or it's just totally overboard. And they're acting like they've never heard of it before, and yet employees of the company... Have been members. Yeah. Uh, that's... It's horrible. It's just... Well... My, my thoughts are... Um, so go after the people who love your game the most, pee on them, essentially, and hope that you still have people playing your stupid game. I guess, you know, the the thing that I said in the description when I found this article was, you know, wasn't Warhammer Online the most damaging thing to ever happen to the Warhammer <laughs> IP anyway? I mean... <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty... I mean, because it is Games Workshop, right? They're suing... Yeah. 
and it's like it's a it's a it's a phenomenally successful tabletop game that's been adapted to real time strategy games for the 40k stuff, um, and then this MMO, and it's I think it's always you know the I have all the RTS ones, all the Warhammer 40k, and I love them. They're fun, you know. I haven't mm-hmm. finished them all like I have with like the the you know Blizzard RTS games, but there's a quality difference there. But it's still pretty good, but. It's just, it's like, wow, you know, what, why would you guys just come out and just pick on these poor guys? It really, when you're a fan, it just tells you, you know, maybe I don't want to play your games, you know, maybe you're, Mm -hmm. maybe you're a bunch of jerks and you can keep your IP and shove it, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, because this is a site that's been around for five years, solid. Yeah. I mean... That's pretty bad. I just building hype for Warhammer Online, maintaining oh, I I some mean, kind of interest in it. That's right. They've been, you know, keeping the fires going. They were sticking with them, and then to have this happen, it's just. And in in the lawsuits defense, they said that they've tried plenty of times trying to contact the people at this website, and the website, of course, like we never got anything, and yet they had no problem serving a lawsuit. On mm-hmm. the other hand. Right. So, yeah. It's really fishing. I feel very bad for Warhammer Online. I do too. Alliance. I remember, you know, going to that website too when I was playing Warhammer Online and thinking it was a great site. So, So. hopefully, common sense will prevail. There's been a lot of frivolous lawsuits in the last year that ultimately got thrown out. And let's hope that this is one of those where that happens. Yeah, definitely. Um, In other news. I've been hype or I've been ranting about this for years. You know, when an MMO fails for whatever reason, it just sucks that the source code and all the resources and art assets and everything that was developed for the game just go off into some source code repository in the sky and are never, you know, they're never used for anything else basically they it's just gone and there's so many hours that go into it and and there are other games and other genres especially the first person shooter especially when you think about um id or it or whatever how john carmack would would usually the the lead developer for for it usually when when they'd come up with a new revolutionary um, technology graphics engine or whatever he would release the source code to the previous version as just a matter of practice, almost as a way of saying to the industry, we're untouchable, we're that far ahead of you, you know. Maybe since Cryotech came out, he doesn't do that so much anymore. But (laughs) but it's been been something that hasn't seemed to have hurt the company. It doesn't seem to hurt uh, other projects, like um, there's been several games that have gone belly up and they've released the source code and made it open source. But with MMOs, it doesn't seem to happen that much. And you don't really see open source MMOs succeeding. You know, there's been a there's been a project for last ten years to do it, an open source one. It's called uh, what is it called? It's, oh, it's, multiverse. A, it's a no. There's a Nissan car that has the name Start Altima, I think it's called instead of Ultima, something oh. like that. They they had a different name, but like Source Forge or something like that, or uh, what was it? World Forge or something. Then they changed it. But 
you know, they've been working at it forever and it just forked a bunch of projects, but you know, none of us are playing an open source MMO. So you could say that maybe it hasn't been successful. Well, for those of you who've followed the, the saga of the saga of Rhizom (laughs) as it's, you know, been close to the edge and then it was going to go down and then it came back and then it, I guess, rode off into the sunset. They have turned over the source code, um, to the free software development community. So it's going to be an open source project. And I think it's awesome. I, I And wish all the art assets. All that stuff available. Music, sound effects, graphics, characters, models, I mean. I think it's tremendous. Nobody ever said Rhizome, you know, didn't look good at all. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty, you know, all the tools, everything is available. Maybe it'll jumpstart the whole genre, you know? It could be really cool. It's like if if, if some mm-hmm. fans could get together and, you know, grab that stuff, figure out how to do a build based on it and how to make their own customizations, yeah. it'd be it'd be really cool. It's mm-hmm. everything you would need, certainly. Um, so I just kind of wanted to say, you know, hats off to them for doing it. I wish, I wish it would have happened with Tabula Rasa and Asheron's Call 2 and... No kidding. You know, some of those some of those titles, but um you know, I, I hope the learning curve isn't steep, but I bet you that people will be able to kind of grab grab a hold of this and turn it around and, and do something with it. So Yeah, I think especially from the art angle, that's one of the biggest challenges for a lot of games. Mm-hmm. To have this m- amount of high quality artwork, professionally designed, professionally created yeah. artwork that's not goofier or lame is is a huge boon for so many games it's just such a daunting task to put all the pieces together but here they are they're all put together so you can just take them and modify them or adapt them yeah and you know you won't have your you won't have to contend with figuring out you know how what your boundary boundary functions are to make sure your character isn't stuck in the mesh of the world or to make sure that you know they're not they're not hovering a foot off the world that's all been yeah that's all working and and when they walk when the models walk they probably are walking you know realistically you know all that stuff's done now it's just a matter of custom models you know custom effects coming up with tweaks to the rule system you know all that all the stuff that's actually i would say more fun and creative you could work on that instead of just the basic mechanics because these folks already did and, you know, it was a paid, you know, they were paid to do it. They were professionals. It wasn't, you know, a hack <laughs> like most of us who, who delve into, you know, open source development, you know, and not, not that we're hacks. It's just that we don't have um, all those resources. We don't, yeah, we don't, it's not our day job typically, um, unless you're like Linus Torvalds or somebody who actually does get, get some, some payment for what he does, but yeah, I, th- I think it's really cool. So, just hats off to them. Doing cool the right to see if how much of it shows up in a single game, or if it it's, pops up in lots of other games. Yeah, or if it if it's just shunned by the community, <laughs> <laughs> fades into the moonlight. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of fading into the moonlight, <laughs> most of us, I think, a few, well, maybe a year ago or so, thought DDO was a goner. DOA. Yeah, DDO is DOA, but looks like it's not. Yeah, this was something that we were alluding to earlier. There was a study done by, oh gosh, big, big 
metrics people. <laughs> I always forget MPD. Yes, MPD group. The people who provide our monthly data on game sales and all the good stuff, hardware sales and stuff like that. They did a study on what are people playing other than WoW, and <laughs> what actually are the tourists playing ranked those. And I think this is a really valid question at this point of the WoW cycle because. We're not quite yet to the expansion, but it's mm-hmm. been over a year since the last expansion. Yep. And I'm sure there's a lot of malaise, like, all right, I've seen it. Yeah. Time to check out something else while we wait for Cataclysm to come out. And there's a, a few interesting trends or some ups, upsets, so to speak, both in the rankings of the games that are being played by the tourists, if we want to call them that, <laughs> and also the model the payment or subscription model that's preferred by these people. Yeah. All those numbers have actually seen some significant changes from last year to this year because this study has been going, has been occurring on an annual basis since 2008. So do you want to say who our top five are? Oh, sure. Um, it looks like 13 players are playing RuneScape. (laughs) 11 players are playing DDO. (laughs) <laughs> Nine players are playing Guild Wars. Eight people are playing Final Fantasy Eleven, And seven people are playing Age of Conan and Champions Online. And Second Life and Lord of the Rings Online. They're all tied for seven players. <laughs> That's kind of... not how the list is constructed, listeners. Oh, I'm sorry. What What? what could you... <laughs> Those are percentiles. Oh! <laughs> and so the number one game being played by... Not being played by former WoW players is RuneScape... Followed by DDO, then Guild Wars, Final Fantasy XI, and rounding out the top five, Age of Conan. Yeah, wow. At the bottom of the list of these, I think this is 20, Star Wars Galaxies, and just above it, Dark Age of Camelot. And Toontown Online. Disney's Toontown Online is doing better than Dark Age of Camelot and Star Wars Galaxy. But what I think is interesting is Age of Conan is higher, uh, obviously, as you just heard, than Champions Online. It's just above it. It's three spots higher than Lord of the Rings, four spots higher than City of Villains, City of Heroes, and it's even like eight or nine spots higher than Ion. And then I know. Warhammer Online is underneath all of those. It's, yeah. It's, I'm really surprised. I, I was no shocked idea. to see this. Yeah, I, I really thought that... Uh, I thought Warhammer would be higher up there. I thought Ion would be higher up there's there. There's so much hype around Ion, and it looks like everybody played it for their free month or two and yeah. moved on over. I mean, there's more people, well, according to the study, playing City of Heroes than they're playing Warhammer Online. That surprises me because Warhammer Online's significantly newer, has significantly more advanced technology, and it's it's far below all these other options. Yeah, and um, there's some other changes too. Like in 2008, the monthly subscription model was vastly preferred, with 30% of gaming gamers naming it as their preferred method. In the current survey, that number has dropped to 18%. While the free-to-play with microtransactions model is climbing, the current favorite payment model is that of a lifetime subscription. 22% named that as their favorite. So I kind of like that. I mean, I think, if yeah, it's affordable. I think, I have no problem with that, personally. It's kind of like Guild Wars, essentially. Yeah. I like the Guild Wars model quite a bit, where you just buy the game and the expansions and you're, you're there. I think this is foreshadowing of what we should expect from yeah. uh, Old Republic and whatever Warhammer whatever uh, uh, Blizzard, Blizzard comes out with next. With their, their complex hybrid model. Yeah. 
Which is exactly what APB is doing. It's a funky hybrid model, and that's what we're told to expect for Old Republic and what we'll probably expect with Blizzard, too, because I don't know, I had this weird vision when I was reading this of World of Warcraft going free-to-play, and it's five years later, but because it's free-to-play, it's not getting nearly the amount of maintenance and patches and everything, but it's still being played by, like... Two or three million people, and like you log in and you don't sure if the server will be functioning fully. Yeah, <laughs> there won't be any like characters in the game. It'll just be la- the landscape and the cats <laughs> and tranquil in or something. But uh, it's pretty cool. It's it's interesting how you know I hated microtransactions and now I'm not so opposed to them. I mean, I've changed my thinking, softened up on you. Yeah, I've, I've, the lifetime subscription I used to think was kind of silly, and now I don't. And I got to say it's times are changing you know it's weird as, they're changing fast as evidenced by the survey so that was a good good story over on massively um yeah pretty good stuff definitely go and check it out yeah, for we'll, all of the stats and all the details we'll put this in the show notes sir so what's not in there is free realms <laughs> it's not free they realms did not that. make the list pirates of the caribbean did i wonder why free realms didn't you know show. what vanguard's not on there pirates of the burning sea is not on there hmm <laughs> EverQuest 2, EverQuest 1, neither of those are on there. Somebody doesn't like SOE. Maybe they didn't... That's kind of weird. There's no Sony games. On... Well, Star Wars Galaxies is on there. That's the only one. That's really weird. Yeah. Huh. Nope. I've never Planet even heard Falls of not on there either. Is that, st- is that still running? I think so. <laughs> Anarchy Online's not on there. That's surprising. Yeah, weird. But Eve is... Eve is there. Five million. <sighs> or seven percent. <laughs> I can't. I liked it when it was just five players. <laughs> five players. <laughs> I could grasp that. Um, looks like we have one more, one more little story slash discussion for you. Yeah, it's it's also related to game economics, but it's over on the console side of things. First up, Electronic Arts ruffled some feathers in a recent investor conference when they revealed that. With their upcoming MMA game, and also with the upcoming Tiger Woods games, and, oh, surprise, basically any new EA Sports game, so that's Madden, NBA, anything, any NHL games, all of them will require that you buy a $10 pass if you want to play the games online, if you're renting the game or if you buy it used. There's going to be this little certificate or voucher that will be included with retail copies of the game that are brand new. And then you have to enter that in there in order to access the online gameplay. So hypothetically, let's say you only like playing by yourself or you like only people <laughs> to play with you, come over to your house and know how to play video games and they play with you. You may not ever need to use that little voucher thing, but I'm sure that EA was is, is going to say, okay, if someone returns this game to you, GameStop, so that they can get a credit, destroy this certificate. <laughs> because the people from this point forward will now have to pay 10 bucks. If they wow. want to play online, which on the Xbox Live is kind of a double whammy. That sucks because if you're yeah. going to play online, you have to subscribe to Xbox Live. And you would have to, if you're like a used gamer, used games gamer, that you're going to have to pay an extra 10 bucks if you want to play online. That is just flooring me just to think about it. You know, it's, I don't like it. I think. I'd much think rather prefer DLC. Yeah. And if you're going to have to subscribe, you have one subscription. You don't have layers upon layers of subscriptions yeah, by all these different companies like, you're playing. At some point, you'd think that the, you know, there's the, the game console has their subscription, the 
game publisher has their their subscription after you've bought the title or rebought it or whatever. Yeah. It's like, well, wow, should the ISP carrier charge you as well for using their <laughs> connection? And then should the power company come in and say, oh, you know, we're going to have to charge you for playing Fight Night. On, <laughs> we're providing the power for that. And, you know, it's just... We're still having that issue because we're having something like that, what you're saying, in that the telecoms are trying to introduce tiered pricing because all us online gamers are apparently bringing the network down and that's really irritating to me because hello it's all the people on youtube downloading videos that are not gamers at all streaming content and and yeah it's it is exactly not online gameplay that's doing it yeah it's crap it's just it's like i read some article today about how typically articles come out and claim that game companies Oh, it was for the iPhone. And they were saying that um, 80%, this company was saying that 80% of their um, games were being played illegally on the iPhone. Or of, of their games, 80% were being illegally played on the iPhone, as in they were, they were done with... Um, How's that possible? They ja- jailbreak phones? Jail, jailbroken iPhones. Oh. But then somebody did an analysis and said that actually what happens is because, there's, because you don't have to buy the app... If it's jailbroken, you're getting a copy of it. More people are actually downloading it that have jailbroken phones than those who are subscribers. So in a sense, it's being exposed to a huge, much larger audience than it is naturally because people just don't spend the money to have a game that they can't try, right? And so the analysis was actually it's more like 10% of the games are that you have are being are truly being played illegally. You know, it's just the the fact that this huge percentage appears to be coming through the jailbroken thing. But there's, you know, more being more people are being exposed of your target audience, you know, to it. So it's like more of a it's a smaller number. If you look, it depended on how you looked at. I'm really doing a bad job. I'm kind of confused. By <laughs> Let that. me throw out some more numbers. There's five percent, twenty. Anyway, and there's three players. And <laughs> They're just basically saying that it's an artificially high number of people are are. are trying the game because it's jailbroken that normally wouldn't. So. Yeah, and that kind of says that they probably, the people that could pay for it, don't think your game's worth the price. Yeah. So of the people who would pay for it, you may be losing 10% because that would because that lines up with the percentage of jailbroken oh, phones versus I, normal phones. That makes sense. I'm sorry, I did. Now I get it. I, just, I should have written down the notes because if I was going to talk about that one. But yeah, that's, that's what it was, was. So we just tangentialize so, there. So you've lost 10% of your possible revenue deal due to jailbroken phones not 80 percent you know of yeah because it's you know ridiculous numbers so it's the same thing whenever the game industry comes out with the whole piracy statistics to justify the drm stuff it's like yeah but people wouldn't try your game in the first place you know yeah so and it's like no matter how ridiculous the restriction like you must be online all the time you must do this the pirates always figure it out, and the real consumer's pain is the one who gets screwed because they have to jump through all these hoops and do all these stupid things to play the damn game that they were willing to pay for. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, like back in the old days with code wheels, and or you 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 hear your heart, you, you hear your your DVD drive doing stuff that just doesn't sound natural because the software is making it go all over the place or something. You know, it's like. Why? Yeah. Why? I lo- I so like the Valve model, you know, Steam. That is totally the perfect model. It's like, hey, I have to be online to play it. It all it in the background it constantly updates my game. What could be better? And I yeah. don't have a gazillion game boxes laying around the house. And you can go from one 
com- you can go from one computer to the next. It's yeah. not like, oh, this is a one-to-one license yeah. like it is on Wii, which is another source of frustration for me. A lot of Nintendo just released a black Wii bundle now. So now you can get a, a Wii in black with a Wii, a black remote, and it comes with both Wii Sports Resort and Wii Sports and the Motion Plus. So it's a really great deal for the same oh, price yeah. as what it was um, during the last year. And Nintendo fanboys, a lot of them are like, ooh, I love Nintendo. I, I'm going to buy this other one just because it's black. Like, I have several DSs for that reason. Yeah. And they can't do that because anything that you download onto your Wii is specific to that Wii. There's no way to transfer a game that you've purchased, whether it's from the Virtual Console or from WiiWare. You can't purchase that to a new Wii. Oh, right. And you also can't even transfer save game files for a number of key games like Super Smash Brothers, Mario Kart. If you've unlocked everything on that one Wii, Shit. tough crap. It is not portable. Wow, that sucks. So that's that's hurting them. The 360 has that beat by far. Yeah, having yeah. Having had one die. Yeah. Reliability not beaten, but transferring stuff definitely better. It's a no-brainer, and I don't know why they're doing that to themselves. But what... <laughs> I just laughed because Mark has a screensaver, and it's just his personal family photos. But for some reason, mixed throughout all those photos is Sean Connery in a what is the, what would that be called? I don't even know what it is. It's a ridiculous futuristic outfit from Zardoz. It's kind of like what we're. It's like the Borat yellow thong sort of, but, yeah. but like from the seventies, I guess. Yeah, it's red. It's hilarious, <laughs> and he's got a big, long braided ponytail and a big Tom Selleck mustache. It's Sean Connery, half naked in like a thong type. It is. It's thing horrible. Wrapped around his shoulders. <laughs> it's great, and he yeah. has a gun. <laughs> Anyways, that aside, I use it to keep people from pirating my photos of my children. Like I figure they hit that photo and they're like, "Oh, hands off!" <laughs> Who knows what else is <laughs> in here? What could this have? <laughs> So, I got into this Nintendo tangent because, in a, in a correlated story, Miyamoto, Shigeru Miyamoto, who's the, one of the main masterminds of all of Nintendo's most famous classic franchises, he mentioned in a story last week that Nintendo could and probably should charge for its own online services because one benefit about the Wii is, provided that you go through all the stupid hijinks of exchanging friend codes on a per-game and persistent basis... <laughs> Playing any of their playing any game on a Wii online is always free. You don't have to pay EA. You don't have to play pay Nintendo. It's free. It's reliable, and it's pretty good. And Miyamoto said the other thing that we're desperate to realize is the core online business structure. Do we need to demand customers pay monthly fees to enjoy online activities, or give an online subscription that is free of charge, but then offer something extra for people to pay so they get some extra value? With these core business strategies, I think we are less active than we should be. So it's interesting to see that even Nintendo is considering adding an additional layer of subscription requirements to their online service, which their online service, at least the interface, kind of sucks. And I feel... feel the 360's overall online package is better. And so therefore, if Nintendo started collecting some kind of subscription fee for the service or a premium level of ex- a premium level experience if you're your payment person and it was the quality of what 360 is, I'd be totally happy with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't mind. But something that came through my mind cuz I was looking through all looking through all these stories after looking into the DDO model and the free-to-play with microtransactions starting to be more favored by gamers. It's, I was thinking, well, if consoles become the land of subscription pay, 
for whether you're playing games online, playing, playing, playing sports games online for EA, or you're subscribing to Xbox Live, which you have to do even to run Netflix, or yeah, if you're true. potentially paying Nintendo in the long run. Sony also doesn't charge, which is kind of a nice thing. Would this create a bigger divide between console gamers and PC gamers? Maybe. It, it might. It's yeah. kind of weird to think of the PC as the more affordable gaming system. Yeah. When did that happen? But, but in a way. In this last generation, it's kind of been like that because PC games have still been $50 yeah. up until the recent year with uh, Call of Duty. Right. So it's been more affordable from that perspective. But if you're like a big online gamer, it'd be interesting to think of a number of console gamers saying, you know what, I'm going to get more for my money and not be nickel and dime by all these services if I play these games on the PC. Yeah, true enough. Wow, that's really weird. It's a weird world. Pro- pr- probably unlikely, but it was just a strange hypothesis that I had. Well, it definitely sounds like it's a, it's a crappy idea from Nintendo. <laughs> EA, I don't know if I really like their in the, in the $10 ad. coupon thing. I hate it. I think it's just crap. I think it's like they're trying to get, you know, and I'm not big on EA sports games, so I could give a shit, you know? Like, personally, I, I just, I don't dig sports games, you know? I, I like to watch sports and stuff, but the games, I like, like my stuff appeal. to need my stuff to be more fantastical, I suppose, than... You know, playing virtual basketball. A true escape versus... Yeah, yeah more escapist. So it doesn't impact me directly, but I just hate the idea of it. It's like, fuck, dudes, you know? <laughs> you saw this last year, they've just seemed so desperate to find new ways of revenue. Of milking us, you know? Whether it's DLC that's av- available on day one. Yeah. could have been included, like with Dragon Age, or this junk. Yeah, I just... I think it's, I think I never, I didn't have a great opinion of EA. I really didn't have a great opinion when I got Hellgate London and had the, the stupid EA downloader thing where they were just like, a, a limited license. You of can, the game. you can, yeah, it was a limited license. Like you can get a warranty on your subscription to make sure that if you have to install it on three computers, you're covered or something stupid like that. Oh yeah, that's right. Remember? And I was just like, how many times am I going to pay for this piece of shit game over and over? And anyway, you know, it's like, it was ridiculous. And then the game was crap and, you know, I'd been so excited for it. And that was like kind of the beginning of the end. And then the whole EA mythic thing happened. And I don't know. I'm just, yeah, not digging them. Screw you, EA. Send Channel Massive some product to make us change our stance. <laughs> we can be pliable. We can be purchased <laughs> we're not your horse we just like to have a little bit of uh, product <laughs> that's great uh, well I guess that covers this episode yeah wrap it up quick and tidy I like it can't believe we got done with this before 10 o'clock mountain daylight standard time or what yeah. daylight time even with two of us because sometimes it can get kind of tangenty yeah I don't know it was amazing it's like we were serious the goal was in sight. Goal. We strove for the goal. We, we obtained we, the goal. We goal. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. We hope you like the episode, listeners. Leave us your feedback over on our Twitter, twitter.com slash channelmassive, or send us mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmassive.com. C-O-M. We like that. Yeah. Send it on over. Yeah. Send us an audio submission if you wish. Yeah. Send us the written word. Uh 
however you feel like doing it. 140 character microblogging. Yeah. Log into the site and comment. Sky's the limit on what we can handle from you. <laughs> Just don't be a spammer because we're sick of those. Our operators are ready for your calls. Yes. <laughs> They're very limber. They are. <laughs> Until next time. Oh, I guess a do is not a Russian way of saying goodbye. Vastivanya. Farewell. <laughs>